Welcome back to the Girls Talk Ag podcast, plowing through the manure online. June is here. June is here. And that, that's the month of dadness, right? Because not every day is Father's Day, if you ask your husband. Um, you know, they're poor and abused and mistreated. So uh, Jen and Karen are here with me as usual. Yo. There's Jen. Hello. There's Karen. And we have another special guest because June is the month of dads. So June hot is mess dads. Yes, hot mess dads, our favorite kind. So June is is the month. At least we're gonna have a couple uh, podcasts talking with our favorite hot mess dads from Twitter. This week we get Mister Kyle Samp. Did I say that right? Samp. 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 Yep. Samp. That's that you have two options and you just said yes to both. I can tell you are a husband. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. All that matters is your Twitter handle. What is it? T- tell us what it is. My Twitter handle is at Mo Corn Farmer. Mo Corn Farmer, which means Missouri, right? That's yeah. That's kind of what I was going for. Is it, <laughs> is it Mo, or are you like Missouri, or like hip, like Mo Corn? I was thinking. I was thinking he was hip, but you know, we can go go with Missouri. It could. It could be both. All three. (laughs) I don't know. It could be any of those. You're so creative. Yeah, you're so creative. You didn't even know what you were going for when you created. Yeah, yeah. It was an all-encompassing. Yeah, that works. Typical man. He just agrees to everything. How long have you been married? I'm guessing over ten years. Uh, my wife and I will have our 10th anniversary this month, actually. See? Check June, it out. I'm close, 20, anyway. Yeah, because yeah, he 28. And you are getting a gift for her, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? What would you, like, a, her vacuum's getting old, or... Ooh, uh, I'd get her a frying pan, but I'd get probably... Get hit with it? Meet wear that. With that. Yeah, you, know? you would wear that. Yeah. Uh, how yeah. old are your kids? You have three kids. How old are they? This will help me determine what's going to be best for you. I have three kids. I have a, a seven-year-old boy, Emmett, a five-year-old girl, Fiona, and we just had um, a third. Uh, he's three months old, and his name is Alistair. Aw, that is awesome. Is that a family name? Uh, no, we just... I that one was kind of weird. We, you know, you had after you have enough kids, like the first two, we wanted to have some nice traditional names, something that wasn't like too off, far off the beaten path, but something that was uh, kind of unique. So we went with two pretty safe names. On the third one, it was kind of like, well, let's let's do something a little different. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> well, your word's not mine, but yeah, kind of. Did, did you just like throw the baby book name open and close your eyes and point to one? Um, believe it, believe it or not. I like it. I like, I like that name. wrong with I like it. it. I love Fiona. Yeah, believe it or not, with Alistair, I, I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning and I had that name in my head and I texted it to my wife and that's kind of how we came up with it. I was, after that, I was like, oh, I like that. And then uh, it kind of stuck. Wait, she wasn't she was in the room with you? It just fits. Yeah, my wife, she was asleep. It was like two in the morning, so. And so you but, texted it to her? Like, you're, okay. It was okay. like a dream diary. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my first, first bit of advice is always name your kids at two in the morning. So you'll, you'll never, <laughs> you'll never make a mistake at two in the morning. <laughs> right. It's, it's true to your heart. No, I like that name. But since you have a three month old, 
woman needs like a trip to town by herself to do whatever she wants and come. I was thinking a weekend away. Yeah, it doesn't mean I couldn't handle a weekend away if I had a three month old, but like five hours away and coming home to a clean house yeah. with cooked dinner. Bam. You are will be yeah, husband of the year. That's probably not gonna happen. I I can't remember the last time our house was clean. <laughs> so. it, it was a three month old, it's you know, you just kinda take what you're given. So <laughs> you know, I do appreciate the honesty for sure. Yeah, that's not yeah. gonna happen. All right, get her a pizza. And uh, let her have five minutes to, to take a go to let her shower by herself yeah. with no interruptions <laughs> from the kids. That'll work. An Amazon gift card. Yep, that too. That's nice too. So, so yeah. So ten years you guys have been married. How uh, how'd you meet? Tell us the story. Of we both went to Missouri. Yeah, Love. we both went to school at the Northwest Missouri State in Berryville, and we actually were neighbors and. I thought she was quite attractive, so I kind of uh, became friends with her, and I guess it kind of worked out. So I, you stalked her. I would, you think it kind of worked out, dude? Don't use that in your anniversary card. Well, it seems to have kind of worked out. So I think the reason that she has been able to tolerate me as long as she has is because we both kind of have a weird sense of humor, and uh, it it just seems to kind of work. So she. I, I don't think I could have made it work out any better, and it was kind of odd that you know we were able to find each other in such close proximity. Didn't have to search for, her, so I I can't say enough nice things about that lady. Aww. Aww. Is she from the same area as you are? She's from the Kansas City area, so does not have a farming background at all. And she told me several years later after we were dating that when we first started dating, she didn't realize I was a farmer. So. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. The only thing she really mentioned is she did notice that I've got this nice kind of hillbilly accent. So <laughs> she liked that. I eh? guess. I've so where are you at in Missouri then? I'm in. Where, where am I at? Yeah, 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 in Missouri. I am in the north central part. So if you okay. go to Columbia, I'm like 45 miles north of Columbia. Okay, so you're kind of like where I-35. Does that kind of cut the state in half or no? no? I've only been to Missouri once and that was to go to Kansas City. Yeah, you don't own a map, do you? Wait. He's no, near Moberly. Not Kansas. Yeah, Which I know where that, I, is. that means nothing to me. I was going to I'm just trying to picture a map of Missouri. If you uh, so, if you drop a pin right in the middle of like the north central part of Missouri, that's where I'm going to be. That's where you're at. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I have I have I have no concept really. I am terrible at it for sure. But so you're you're right there. It's a gorgeous state though. I mean, like I like it. it there's a little few more trees. Like you can almost tell as soon as you cross into the state line that you're not in Iowa anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of nice things. So do you have cattle? So did did, did you grow up on a? How farm? do you feel about cattle? Kyle? Do I have cattle? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about Are cattle? You, yeah, I think you already know the answer to that. I actually. I do know the answer. Karen's trolling already. Um, so yeah, I you guys may not know this about me, but I am a large cattleman too. We have uh, ten cows, which is twenty. Twenty. So it's uh, my freezer's always my freezer's always full of beef, and I don't have to buy too much hay, and I don't have to bale hay. So ten is kind of like just the right spot for us. <laughs> yeah, ten is nice. I think. I mean, that's. 
That is a huge operation. It's your dad that really likes the cattle, though, right? My, my dad it's likes cattle. Ten cows. Am I hearing this right? Ten yes. cows. Ten cows. Yes, Jen. Yes. Well, see, we're we're the same. Yeah. That's what we got. Except you like your cows, Jen. I love my cows. <laughs> Chris keeps trying to tell me I need to get rid of some of my cows. I'm like, dude, that ain't happening. <laughs> You didn't get me an anniversary present. I'm not getting yeah. rid of my cow. In fact, I'm going to go pick up two more Herefords because you're a jackass. Ooh, yes, yes. That's, See, that I works. think it's brilliant. So you don't like cows? Why don't Chris, cows piss Chris off? I just have enough frustration. I have enough frustration in my life. I don't necessarily need uh, livestock to compound it, I guess, is my take on it. If <laughs> <laughs> you make life a little more difficult. See, you're, yeah. you're, yeah, yeah. We've got hogs, a lot of hogs, not a lot, but a lot, and then and then pet cows, and yeah, he's not pleased with either. So yeah, I can't wait. I love cows. Um, but I Carl grew up on a you know he had dairy cows and they fed cattle. Um, both they they basically fed their their steers or whatever, and and uh, they had a, a dairy farm, and so like he is totally unattached to cows and not really a big fan of them where for us, we always had small, like we'd have four or five bottle calves and raise them up and then send them off when they were, you know, as feeders or whatever. And, and so I'm always used to having like pet calves and pet cows. And so I can't wait to, um, I I want heifers. So then I don't have to get rid of them and they will literally die of old age. Like we will bury them. (laughs) Uh, we have one that's going to die of old age here. And Chris just told me this morning, you really need to get rid of that cow. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. I'm going to wake up. She's going to be dead. That's how I'm going to get rid of her. And then you're going to have to dig a hole. So, so, so you grew up then. So if your dad, you know, has had cattle or whatever, you grew up on a farm. Is that, tell us a little bit about your, uh, youth, your days when you were young and, and running around the farm, I guess. So you grew up on a farm, you guys grow uh, row crops and, and have some cows and all that good stuff then? Yep. I grew up on a farm. Uh, my, my grandparents, uh, they farmed and my dad farms too and grew up around the farm. Um, we grow corn and beans primarily every once in a while we'll, we'll grow some wheat, which sometimes it's nice and sometimes it's not, that's just kind of wheat for you. But, um, dad and I farm together. We've, we formed a partnership back in 2010. Um, we were farming. We were, we both had our own separate operations, and I was had a, a town job. I, I worked in the ethanol industry for about five years after school, and uh, kind of wanted to come back full time. And it was getting kind of messy with both of us running side by side and sharing equipment and everything. So we finally just kind of formalized the whole thing and rolled everything up together. And we've been farming together ever since and so far it's worked out pretty well I, you know it's it's really nice getting to farm with my dad every day and uh i don't know it's it's kind of exciting at times <laughs> is it, <laughs> it can be. <laughs> yeah jen knows well, jen knows well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's Amen. we kind of had a conversation initially about perhaps uh like pursuing uh a series of uh podcasts about uh working with family, you know, and then it came to clear to us that if we were going to do that, we would have to make everyone anonymous <laughs> simply because you can't really, we'd have to be part of the witness protection program. Like, 
we'd have to be yeah we kind of decided not to because it's got its blessings it's got its not so nice things and and so it's always interesting to talk to people that are part of a family setup just because and and uh so so you left the ethanol industry then and came back to farm full-time um and now are you um you know how does it work with the kids now with your wife not being a uh, of agricultural background how has that been how's the transition been for her um really you kind of have to ask her some of that but i don't want to speak too much for her but i think it was a it's a bit of a change for her because her her grandparents actually had a farm in northwest missouri so it wasn't totally foreign but she didn't grow up on a farm, so it, uh, you know, it, it's different when you're married into it because, you know, it's kind of hard to explain at first why, you know, don't ever RSVP for a wedding in oh, April, yeah. May, June, <clears throat> or September, October, November. And, you know, it's, she, she adjusted really fast and really well, and she's always been really supportive of me, which, you know, I, I really appreciate it makes life a lot simpler when everybody's on the same page and um i think moving from the city we, we've kind of been easing her into the country life she grew up around kansas city and we we lived in columbia when we were first married which is you know that's a town of a hundred thousand people and then we when i made the move to the farming full-time we moved to moberly which is a town of like fourteen thousand people so i think our next move we may actually get all the way out to the farm but uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know when that will be one of these days maybe yeah and that's it's hard it's a it's a difficult adjustment i did did backwards and so i can can kind of attest to i grew up you know being totally used to uh small town thousand people um and that was being generous you know what i mean that was counting everyone that lived within like a five mile radius of the center of downtown um and so grew up in a small town, used to things being closed at nine in the morning or nine at night, excuse me, not having access to really anything like, you know, let's go to the grocery store. It's closed on Sunday, blah, blah, blah. And I moved to just outside of Lansing in, in Michigan and, and lived there for about six years and just kind of got used to having everything at my fingertips. And then once I moved back out here to Algona and you're again, 45 miles from you know, Walmart and restaurants and stuff like that. It's been a hard adjustment for me. I, I want choices when it comes to my meals on a, you know, where are we going to eat? I miss food delivery. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, that's hard. I've never lived nice anywhere to- where there was service. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to be able to, to go to Walmart in like five minutes and not have to drive 15 miles. Yeah. So, I mean, living in town, I, I got to say it's been, the only thing I don't like about living in town is like you know I got neighbors yeah. and I can't go I can't go pee off my back porch or something like that. Yeah. So other than that, it's other than that, it's pretty nice. So we live we live five minutes. We live four miles from a Walmart, um, but it's considered the country. Uh, but we still don't get food delivery. But yeah. I'd give anything to live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I do. You know, that's my struggle is, is I, I wish we lived closer to town. So it was quicker to get to the things that we want, but being 10 miles, 15 miles from a Walmart really isn't all that terrible. And I say Walmart, like it's the only place. I mean, that's where we are. I mean, we are 10 to 15 miles from two major cities. That's perfect. I think. I like how 
our proximity to Walmart is that's got to be that like your a determining Midwest thing. It's like, well, how, how far are you from Walmart? And it's true. I'm like, how far do you have to go in order to get a giant box of maxi pads? Like, well, I have to go 25 miles, <laughs> you know? So, but no, that's why for me, like I miss, um, good sushi, which everyone that's from like the coast would laugh at, you know, Oh, you get good sushi in Lansing. That's disgusting. But it's far better than the sushi I have to pick up at High V, which is playing Russian roulette with my existence, you know. I, yeah, That's, not me. Yeah. God. Sushi in the middle. Oh, no, I love you. it. And I'm all about, you know, food has come a long way. We can carry it a long way, but oh my God. <laughs> the idea. So I pictured, I pictured the shits and yeah, no. That's right. no. So for you, Kyle, uh, so you don't live on the farm then? You guys live in town and then you, you travel out to the farm? Yeah, I'm only about 10 or 15 minutes away from, from the farm. So it's not like I'm, I'm too far away. And, I, you know, and honestly, it's, it's kind of nice to be able to just kind of have a little bit of separation. Because every once in a while, you just kind of got to get away from stuff just for, yeah. san- just for yeah. sanity. Amen. So it, you know, like last weekend was the first weekend I've stayed at home for a whole weekend. And I don't know how long, probably since Alistair was born. And, you know, just kind of have a nice little reset and kind of get my brain pulled back together. And yeah. after spending a weekend with three little kids, it's like, Oh, I'm, I think I'm ready to go back to work now. So right. <laughs> can I go back? See, but if you, if you, if you move out to the farm though, every time the cows get out, you've got to go around. Them yeah. Up, so. They only get out yeah. a couple of times. <laughs> right. Before they got loaded up and shit yeah. <laughs> So how does that, you'd have uh, a lot of beef. How does that work with your little ones? Do you take them in? Do you take, like, cause your son's seven now. So obviously he's getting to where he's a little bit old enough. Do you, does he want to go with you quite a bit or is that kind of, is it a, a different story with you guys being, you know, away from the farm? They, the two older ones, they do get to come up every once in a while. And it's kind of a, a funny thing. We, I, I personally, I've kind of taken the stance of, you know, I, there's, there's so many things going on out here that are dangerous and require your full attention. So yeah. when the kids were real little, I, you know, I just didn't have them out much. My wife would bring them out and they could ride on the tractor for a little while and then they'd get bored and we'd, you know, ship them up to grandma. But and personally, I, I just think right now, you know, they just, they're, they're little kids. They don't have any idea that something's going to kill them. Yeah. So they don't have any sense sense about them yet. So just from a safety aspect, I I don't bring them to work a lot unless we just don't have a lot going on. And I know everybody's kind of got their own opinion on the thing, but you know, if they love farming when they're five, they're going to love it when they're ten. Yeah. And you know, that's that's just my stance on it, and I could be totally wrong, but I, I don't think I could live with myself if I was... Well, you can't, you can't be wrong there. You're a kid. Yeah, it's your decision on, yeah, how you... you re- and that's the... We've had that conversation quite often on this, where people like to try to assert their beliefs and make them you know, that they should be yours, but it's, it's your decision how to, to raise your kids. And like you there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's... You, you'll never you know, um, regret being too protective well I think, you know and, to, and that's, I, yeah, I couldn't live know. with myself if if i had a, one of my kids with me and something happened to them and that's you yeah. know i can i can live with the fact that if, if they grow up to hate the farm then so be it but you know at least they'll be able, be alive and not maimed yeah to to hate it yeah so. 
Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of people that, that want their kid on the farm with them and that's perfectly fine too. They're your kids. You know what I mean? And that's, so that's the, the main thing about it that, you know, we try to kind of assert is that you do you, yep. you do your family the way you want to do your family. And, and I think that's the, the best way. I mean, obviously you're not out telling people that they're foolish for, I, unless it's an obvious foolish thing, which I mean, we've seen that in the past too, where it's like, whoa, I would not necessarily be gung-ho about that but it's not my kid so i'll just go ahead and and nod and smile and you know carry on kind of deal but um so yeah i I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all i I think sometimes we get so romantic or get the idea of our kids you know being right next to us on the farm and i think it's great i think we see it a lot in, in twitter but i don't think it's the only way it can be either and so like you said kids don't realize the risk you know, when I was a kid, I got to, you know, I went with dad. Me, You know, I've got an older brother and I've got an older sister. And me and Andrew, my older brother, we, you know, we would go with dad when he wasn't super busy. And, you know, it was, he was doing something that wasn't going to cause us harm. But, you know, I don't remember, you know, I had to be old enough to kind of have a little, little self-awareness before, you know, we were really around equipment and stuff. And, you know, we didn't. Then my mom only had really one rule for my dad is, you know, we couldn't go on a tractor that didn't have a cab on it. And, and then, you know, I, I don't think it hurt me one bit. Yeah. No. And, and I think that that, that makes sense. Obviously you wanted to continue to farm too. And, and, uh, so I think that makes perfect sense for sure. Um, and in my regard, you know, I think whatever works for each other's families is the main one there. So, so you guys, you have, uh, you grow corn and, and beans. And so that's how you know Karen then, right? Do you and Karen, is that? No, I just know him from Twitter. And so oh. when I, was, I said I was staying in Moberly one night and he's like, oh, like the day before. And he's like, well, that's really close. And so we decided to meet for dinner at the little Mexican place in town. And so my brother at the time was living in Columbia and he was in his process of moving to California. So he had some stuff he wanted me to take to mom and dad's. And so I was like, okay, well, he was, so he was, he came up from Columbia and brought me this stuff. And I was like, oh, you can come to dinner. I'm going to meet Kyle. And he's like, oh, is that one of your farmers? And I'm like, no, it's the guy off Twitter. And so then he starts lecturing me about how I'm going to end up dead on Dateline if I go meet this guy named Kyle for dinner. Right. Which so. he is a little threatening. Yeah, Andy's from Missouri. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm like, I mean, we're meeting at a restaurant. I'm not like heading out to the farm or anything like that. So my brother came with. So that was kind of the joke. He he came with to make sure I didn't end up on Dateline. But oh, that is funny. I mean, the restaurant was like. Yeah, Karen Karen thought I was a creep. So <laughs> right. She brought a protector. I didn't, I didn't think twice about it, but my brother was having a conniption. So I got a I got a little side eye from my wife. She just you know before I walked up, she's like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna meet somebody off." But, you know, off Twitter, and she's just like, are you serious right now? And just, She could have come, too. Like, well, yeah, I guess. She's like, well, just, yeah, don't, See, don't get murdered. That's what cracks me up so much about Carl is we legit met through Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, we had worked together, or I had worked with the company that he was dealing with. They were doing origination for an ethanol plant. But it's not like we had spoke to each other. Like, he knew of me. I did not know of him. But had it not been for Twitter, we would have never met. But anytime. Now, if I say, yeah, so-and-so from Twitter is coming through town, I'm going to go meet him for lunch or something like that. He looks at me like I'm stupid. Like, why would you do that? Why on earth would you meet someone from Twitter that's only for creeps? Like, (laughs) 
And I'm like, dude, the, you know, the, the first weekend that we spent together, I told my mom I was meeting you in Minneapolis. I didn't tell her I was going to your house. You know what I mean? Like, had I died in between, no one would have known where I was simply because I didn't want to get a lecture about it. But so it always cracks me up whenever I say, you know, yeah, so-and-so is coming through town. We're going to go meet for lunch. You know, who? Oh, there's so-and-so on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's the ridiculous thing about Twitter is half the time I don't know anyone's last name if they don't have it. <laughs> If it's not in their handle, I'm like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's like, who? There's so-and-so on Twitter, you know? And he's like, oh, okay, you're going to meet someone you don't even know their last name. <laughs> Maybe they're my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to meet <laughs> Weed. <laughs> I'm going to meet <laughs> Weed Girl. <laughs> was technically, yeah, I should do a hotel. I'm not sure if that was the hotel I was yeah. thinking at, but no, I don't think it was. But that's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's always a good time that's a that's a perfect dateline lead-in so that's why i didn't realize your brother was obsessed with dateline well, he just happened to be there and that's what he said and then um he has a friend who she said when she dies she wants to make sure that she ends up on dateline which is kind of morbid if you ask me oh wow she wants yeah. to be so, on dateline and yeah. so that was just kind of the joke you know that night was you know gonna end up on dateline so that's why well, I guess if that's the way you want to go, you do you. Yeah, I don't know which friend it was, but I thought, wow, she's probably lives quite dangerously. So, yeah, it sounds like one of those deals where I, uh, you, I don't know, they're the ones that go crazy. I was pretty confident that meeting uh, Kyle at the Mexican restaurant in Moberly was not going to get me ended up on Dateline, but. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a pretty big town, so I'd be concerned. Um, so, yeah, it's always a, a great time. So you guys have met. Karen and I have not. Yeah. So that's fun. We've yet to meet still to this day. So that's uh, always exciting. Uh, maybe one day. I don't know. The weirdest part is we drive right through where kind of close to where you are when we co- come across on 80 every time. Oh, that's still probably do, an hour but- and a half. At least. Oh, it's too so. far. Yeah. So I, mean, I get to Mason City, I mean, which obviously. is probably like an hour from you, but I don't go off of the main roads. I just kind of stay where I am. I'm usually coming from yeah, somewhere that's else. About where so. we're at. Yeah. So, how are things down your way, Kyle? What would you say, you know, from a condition standpoint, all that good stuff? What are you looking at right now? I mean, we have to ask everyone. I mean, it doesn't really matter, obviously, because you're going to, this will probably be two weeks late information. <laughs> so, anyone that wants to trade it, have fun. <laughs> But are you guys sitting in a, a good spot, would you say, right now, starting-wise, or no? <laughs> really, we we got everything in pretty timely. And in fact, I think the last time we got everything in this early was probably 2012. Whoa, if that yeah, you're but not the first person. Yeah. Oh, wow. We, uh, you know, everything looks pretty good right now. Everything's already pretty much posted, and we've already side-dressed all the corn. And it's, I mean, everything's looking good. We've been kind of hot, so the corn's starting to show a little stress you know, during the day, but I I could not ask for things to look a whole lot better than they do right now. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's having it well. That is nice. Yeah, that is, it's always good to hear when you, when you hear that right now, because that's what, it's all over the place. I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that are, I, I've talked to that are doing really well, but then there's a lot of people that aren't so much. So uh, we'll keep our, you know, it's, it's also Missouri. Yeah. So we could, uh, we can go from having a record crop to, have enough in two weeks yeah that's what i mean that is a big issue for you guys down that way isn't it or is that i mean is there there unique challenges that you run into being in north central missouri yeah yeah so the 
I mean, there's some really good farm ground in Missouri, and I don't farm it. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not the part of Missouri I'm in. Um, that, might, that might be the best line ever right we, uh, there. We, uh, we can grow some really good crops, and it just takes we we got to have water in a pretty timely fashion. We only have about, you know, the, the good farms have 10 inches of dirt on them, and then we got a pond bottom below that. So, you know, if we can get a get a rain every 10 days in the summertime, or even like last year where we got timely rains, we can we can raise some really good crops. But, you know, it, we have a tendency to get kind of dry. So it's it's pretty much either a record crop or it's a a bust. A dead so for you guys. All or nothing. That's yeah. why, because like, was it two years ago where you really impacted by, it was two or three growing seasons, by how wet it was? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, 2015. I, that was probably the, <laughs> the worst year of my farming career. It was yeah. even harder than 12 because we didn't get half of our beans planted in, in 15. And that was, I mean, we just never had a window. It wasn't because we. We only had like three days we could plant beans. Yeah. So, and our corn was terrible just because it was, you know, we just had so much water. It was really one so of those all, that, you know, the dry year will scare you, the wet year will kill you kind of. I mean, yeah, you hear that a lot, but it's legit, I guess you could say, if you've really experienced an exceptionally wet year. 2012, you know, crop insurance kind of kept us whole. And in 15, we, you know, prevent plant acres does not a good financial long-term strategy. Yeah. So I always have to explain that to people like out in the outside market structure. If I, if I do any sort of interview or anything like that, you know, that's not in agriculture, because obviously, you know, prevented plants, not there for you where a lot of people assume, well, that just means they send you a check, you know, of, of whatever. And it's like, no, that's, that's, it's quite the hickey. You know what I mean? It's not made, it's not made to, to make you, I mean, it's made to help you, get to next year, but it's not made to, to make you whole as you would be if you had a, a reasonable year of production. Well, I was, I mean, I was certainly glad to have it. Yes, exactly. But, uh, on, on, mo- on most farms, the prevent plant check didn't, you know, it didn't even pay the cash rent on it. So Ugh, yeah. <laughs> it, was not a, it wasn't a, wasn't a good, uh, wasn't a great year. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's, yeah, it's just never a, a fun time at all. So, yeah, you'd you'd almost rather just get the timely rains if you could or, or whatever. So hopefully you'll see them. It, it sounds like, uh, you know, right now we hopefully will see some reasonable weather with, with reasonable rainfall for everyone. But except for enough people to cause a drought, but no one that you know. Right. That's how it's the farmer sure, thing. Sure, like. yeah. if, if, everybody, <laughs> if everybody could burn up except for Randolph County, Missouri, that'd be... <laughs> You know, not to wish bad luck on anybody, but that'd just be be great for me. <laughs> That's what, it would be nice if we could get some six dollar corn, and I'd have a record crop. I mean, obviously. So, so fill us in before we wrap up. We always have to put you guys on the spot. Uh, your most embarrassing dad moment. So, and these can, you know, just so we know the rules, everyone. They can be. <laughs> Uh, embarrassing dad moments that have happened to a friend, obviously ones that you've heard about perhaps um, that would be way too embarrassing if it had happened to you to share, you know, obviously we can laugh at your friend. Um, so, you know, you can open that whole lineup if you want. I've had, uh, I don't know. We've had a lot of um, funny moments. I don't know that my kids have really embarrassed me too hard. Um, they've, I, I really have three great kids, and I post on them on Twitter about them a lot. And it's usually all the 
the weird stuff that happens. But you know, overall, I've got I've got great kids. But there's been several several very gross moments as a father. We would, I was kind of talking to my I was talking to my wife about this last night a little bit, and I was thinking there was there was one. I think it was Easter when Emmett was a brand new baby, and we hadn't really got out much because he was born in February. So, you know, Easter was right around the corner and she had him. And the strange thing was, is we were actually going to be on time for church. We were, we were killing it that morning. We were being awesome. And she she is all showered and in her, in her bathrobe, you know, and she says, I'm going to nurse him before I get him dressed and get him in the car seat. So she's sitting here nursing this kid and he just blows out a diaper. And it's, you know, this is, really more about my wife than me but fully blows out his diaper so my wife's sitting there nursing, <laughs> again she's got baby poop running down her so so as it turns out we had oh. like two people in our house had to be bathed <laughs> again <laughs> again and this, i don't know why all the embarrassing things have to involve it's like your initiation so. into true parenthood um. Oh, they always do. I mean, that's just the, it's on task. Like, that's how I feel. It was anyway. hippie. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. or who was it that tweeted the other day their kid peed in a public place of business? That's a hippie, hippie, hippie farmer. farmer. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. He peed in the store or whatever. Yeah. And it wasn't a Tim Hortons, so. Right. It ranks up there with Karen's kids peeing in buckets. So, uh, you know, I, I do not understand these two little girls. I'm just, uh, <laughs> you know, I think they see it somewhere. So obviously they just have to do it. I don't know. No, Angie, I'm, I'm not peeing in buckets <laughs> in the playroom. <laughs> I'm not here to judge, Karen. You got to do you. <laughs> you do you. So, no, it is. It, right. It's amazing. Uh, children, what they do and how they change your life and all of the fun things that go along with it and the poops yeah. and that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, Any so. more stories about your friends? I'm, I'm more impressed that she sat there and kept nursing the kid because I might have dropped him. I'm not going <laughs> to She was definitely calling, I, I just, calling for assistance. I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, it would have been over to be like, dude, you're done. Yeah. No more we here. don't do that at the table. She may have just been in such shock that she didn't want to move. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what uh, it definitely would be one of those things where you'd be like, what? What? What is going on? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I don't to me think right that now? really didn't just happen. It's one of those yeah. moments that uh, nobody ever bothers to warn you about ahead of time when it's like, oh, I'm no. going to be a parent. Well, your kid's going to take a dump on you at some point. So. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of that line in Joe Dirt. I think I've used that a thousand times in the last two years I've been a mom. I got the poo on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least you were calling I, I mean, our oldest, her first explosion was at the Polaris dealership. <laughs> oh, fun. Oh, so. wow. Ours was when we got to a horse sale. We got we were going to the Waverly Horse Auction just for the fun of it one day. And, and uh I didn't realize it. He was, it was the first time he was on antibiotics and I went to get him out of the car and it was like, Oh my God, you know? And so you dress him all cute, you know? Cause at that time he was only like three, four months old. Well, maybe he was a little bit older, five months old. I think he's in this adorable outfit, you know, like my backup outfit is an old pair of pajamas or something. And <laughs> you know, I was so sad, but at least I had a backup outfit or else he'd have had to, you know, live in a, 
poopy flannel. I don't know, but it's always be that mom at the horse sale that's got their kid in a diaper. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I always used to say that too. Why does everyone just have their kid in a diaper? Why don't they put clothes on their kid? Well, I realized (laughs) in the summer, it's a pain in the ass. Well, then they may have already gone through all their outfits. That's just it. We, we're back and forth. And then the kid goes outside. He's soaked. He's covered from the water table or he dives into the pool, uh, his own pool without, uh, you know, he doesn't care about swim trunks. What the hell are those for? So, so any other good ones before we wrap it up? Anything that you would not, you know, you want to, the cherry on, on the cake or is that the, it's, it's probably all about poo. Anything you'd like to confess. That's, that's probably the grossest. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it seems like all our stories involve us being late to church and then missing church because of some gross thing. Horrible our kids things. Did. But, I don't know. My kids, they, they save up. You know, they're always, like, they're great when they go up to grandma and grandpa's, and they're great when they're at school and preschool. And I think they just save up all the wild and crazy for home and just drive. Oh, yeah. People think, people think we're making it up when I'm saying, man, our kids are wild because they could get out in public and they're great. Yeah, our preschool teacher said she always gets to see the kids at their best and that we shouldn't worry as much because they're always better there than they are at home. Yeah. I always had to tell my mom that. I always told my mom that. Oh, we know how to behave in public, mom. Right. And we did. You knew how. You were just feral at home. Feral. Right. Uh, yeah, what... We go. We went. We go to a fair, a really small church, and uh, one Easter Sunday we were running late, and Cole was probably three or four, and I had told them on the way in. Now someone is probably in our pew because everybody sits in the same place at our church, and and it didn't register with him. We walk in probably a little late, and the first thing he does is announce to the entire church that there is someone in our pew. So that's funny. <laughs> well, she, he he was dumbfounded. He's like, I he was like, what? Why don't even know what to do, Mom? Someone's in our pew. Oh, that's funny. Where do we sit when someone's in our pew? Yeah. Oh, that's we always were too. We were the third back on the right. Don't sit there. Oh my gosh! So well, we're. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so you knew. Are you, you always knew on Easter it would be a bad. No, we we. I grew up Methodist. Okay, no, or Presbyterian. Yeah. I was thinking, wow, that's that would be really weird, creepy. But, okay. but yeah, ours was third, third back. And so Carl and I, when we started going to church, he's like the back of the room guy, and I hate that. Oh no, I hate oh, back. That's of the, the room. next to go row. Yeah, that's like the next I just, to go row. I don't. Yeah. I, the next to go row. What does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> means you're the next to die. The old, oh ones. the old people sit back there. <laughs> oh, see, the old people sit. <laughs> it's the next to go church. row. <laughs> next to go row. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kyle's like Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. Oh wait, we didn't even tell him the safe word. That's because we had to tell him <laughs> in the first the place end. because he was tapping out before we even started recording. So <laughs> poor guy. Lord. But he's I always I always felt like honestly when my kids were your age, Kyle, I always felt like a walking birth control commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. And I felt like we were like an honest to God, real life walking birth That's control. That's why everyone holds on to their like they, they- Oh, see, like there'd be moms and their teenage daughters pointing at me going, see, that's what happens when you don't practice safe sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
awesome. That's the best thing I've heard all day. I don't think we can best it. I don't think there's anything we could do to top that line right now. I was a walking birth control commercial. So I really, I felt like I was, what is that movie where the guy was a constant, everything in his life was a commercial? Oh, I don't know. All I can think of is uh, the Truman Show. Truman Show? Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah Jim yeah. Carrey. The yeah. Truman Show. Let's not talk about movies because Kyle said he wouldn't speak to me again until I watch Super Troopers you and I haven't done it yet. Apparently yeah. you haven't done yeah. that. So. Karen. Yeah. I neither have See? I. What? Oh, wow. You guys haven't eaten? Okay. So you, Karen, mm-hmm. let's, let's be clear here, listeners. Karen has not watched Super Troopers and she probably still has an ice cream cake in her freezer. I do. <laughs> I literally can't even right now. I just can't. (laughs) So, but on that note, we appreciate you taking time to come and uh, chat with us. Well, you didn't really have to come anywhere because obviously we stay home, but you still took the time. So we really appreciate that. Uh, You know, we we definitely love to hear from our hot mess dads and ag and uh, how all of their stories. What's your most embarrassing moment? I got pooed on. They lean, it's like they lean in the mic. There was poop. no. Actually, his most embarrassing moment was yeah, his wife. Got not, his wife. And yeah, then yeah. Nothing ever. Ha- nothing ever happens to me. It's always my wife. You really, you really need to get her. I had a nice to find her attractive later. It was really it. hard. Uh, so honestly, being married, being married to me is a gift. Uh, that, is, is a gift all in itself, Jen. That's so. what Chris Campbell said too. So. That's what, and yeah. he'll he'll continue to say that <laughs> until he wakes up with a pillow on his face. So it'll be and great. But no, your we, wife on this one, yeah, right. We appreciate your time. Uh, definitely, thanks for coming on, and and we'll be back next week with another great show, one of the best you've ever heard, um, for sure. So stay tuned. We have and, no idea uh, what it's about yet, but yeah, exactly. We'll figure that one out later. So have a good one. <laughs>